Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. All right. So I am really excited about this one because it is a book series that I've always really, really loved. And Disney finally made it into uh, a miniseries. And this is your first time Mm -hmm. ever delving in. Like, you never read the books or anything. Nope. Percy Jackson is brand new to me. Yes. So, yes, we're going to be talking about the first season of Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney+. Plus. So, if you have read the books, just know there will be some stuff left out because we're only talking about what happens in the Mm. television series, not the two movies that came out that everyone wants to pretend didn't happen. They did, though. Sorry, you're going to have to deal. Uh, And yeah. Oh my, there's so much to this. (laughs) Oh yeah, yes. So there were, yeah, there were two Percy Jackson movies that released. And the thing is, they were, the first movie was not the worst it went way it was way different from the book and so that was automatically Uh, offensive for many be careful with that yeah but the reason i did not mind it was because i saw the movie first and then read the book later and so i appreciated that movie for what it was and it did its it did its best the second movie did not do its best it didn't even try (laughs) It deserves no place in anyone's heart. And Yikes. All <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, but this series sticks a lot closer to the books. They still change some things, but in my opinion, it's minimal. Mm. Um, and and so yeah, I really do love this series. And the first season only covered the first book. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering that. I I kind of assumed it was a season to book comparison, especially how it wrapped mm-hmm. up and everything. Yes. Um. So, okay, here's where I want to start mm-hmm. with this. Uh, you're a teacher. Yeah. Um. Did did you think the teachers were as terrible in the show as I did? Yes. Okay, because they seemed awful they let okay so here's here's this kid who actually psychologically very interesting okay so here's this kid who um essentially is is seeing and hearing things the other people around him aren't and he's reacting to these things at times and he he he's he's a tough kid to fit within the school system so his mom's like really struggling to like help him find his place I think right. he's at like a boarding school or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and his his mom's just desperately trying to figure out how to best help him. And he's getting bullied. 
And then he stands up to the bully because no one is keeping the bullies from bullying him. And then he gets in trouble with all the teachers. And I'm like, what is going on here? It's bad. Who gets kicked out of school for pushing someone in water? Also, yeah. Like, expelled? Like, really? I I thought so, too. That was a bit. And here's another issue that I have. And I have it with some of his teachers and his mom. So, this kid is definitely different. He's a demigod. He sees things that other people cannot see. Mm-hmm. And he more or less lives, up until this show takes place, he lives his life thinking there's something wrong with him. Yes. The people around him know there's not anything wrong with him. Or like, Well... The the mean bully kids don't know. The mean bully on, kids but... don't know. But Kyron, like basically the his te- one of his teachers at the yeah. school, mm-hmm. he knows. Mm-hmm. His yep. mom knows. Yep. And he's coming up thinking there's something wrong with me. And there isn't. And I just really did not like that. Yeah. Because I just felt like even though he's young and he is very impressionable, he deserves to at least know, hey, what you saw, yeah. it was actually there. Just which, try and which, keep it to yourself. Which I'm, I'm going to split hairs a little bit because I know what you're kind of talking about here. Um, but also, like, there are kids who do see and hear things right. that are not there. And they're having to maneuver life and whatnot. And so... Um, you know, when you're saying, hey, and I do think he's thinking to himself and he's feeling there's something wrong with me. Um, but a lot of times I, I think people have changed the verbiage with some of the stuff to, hey, it's more there's something different that right. makes this person stand out. And it's not something wrong, but it's something that we need to adjust for because right. your your brain is built different or you have certain things that might make life harder for you. and and so, yeah, he essentially starts on this path. And I agree with you that um, it's an odd choice to not let him in earlier. Yes. Um, His about... best friend is half goat and just. <laughs> you know. And snitch and, and lying on him, too. Like the first the first episode was rough. It was rough. Yeah. Because, yeah, Grover just like. Yeah, he did it. And he's just looking at him dude, like, dude, what the hell? Okay, okay. So for anyone who needs a needs a refresher here, okay. So you've got this kid, and he doesn't know he's a demigod, and they right. see in real stuff. So he he essentially thinks, okay, I have a mental health diagnosis. I have, I see things, I hear things. There's things different about me in in a non demigod kind of way. Yes, and and so he only has like the one friend Grover. And uh, he's trying to make it through school and school is rough because kids can be mean. I mean, not that adults can be any better as we see with his teachers, but anyway, um, (laughs) but he, he's maneuvering life as best he can. um, And uh, yeah, essentially he is reacting to these things that um, no one else is seeing. So he thinks he's reacting to things within his mind when actually he's reacting to like mystical God stuff. Things that, that no are actually else... there. Right. So he thinks these things are actually there. 
he doesn't know yet that they are. Um, and then at the end, um, essentially he, I forget what it is. I think his water powers happen or something. And it mm-hmm. like a kid gets pushed into the fountain or something. Yes. And then for some reason, the school takes this way more seriously than all of the terrible bullying he's been through. And his friend um, essentially tells on him. And yeah. that's, that might be how the first episode ends. Yeah, it, like he it, gets well, told on by well, he gets friend. told on, and then I think the first episode does actually end with him like ki- uh, killing the Minotaur and passing out. Oh, so it goes all the way to mm-hmm. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, uh, it goes all then, the way through he, the setup. Okay, yeah. so like then he finds out his friend's a goat, half goat. <laughs> That's a lot. Which, That's it a lot. is funny when you are in a situation. And you immediately kind of squash whatever is going on because there's something so much larger at stake. Yeah. It is funny when stuff like that happens. Like if you're in an argument with a friend or even your significant other Mm. and it's like y'all are at odds, but then something else happens to kind of both. Yeah. Completely get over that because this is going on. Like, yeah. it's like, yes, your best friend lied on you and you're really upset about that. And now he's half goat and there is a minotaur in underpants chasing you down the road. Yeah, that does. He... <laughs> Percy rolls with the punches. That's his superpower. <laughs> That's his superpower. So, yeah, I agree with you that not sharing what was going on with him earlier wasn't was an odd choice. So this is one of those things that happens and it, it's very tricky, but parents can end up in these situations of there's something very serious going on that either is directly happening to the child or it's directly impacting the child in some way. And at what point do you share? And, and it, it is a tricky balance because um, there is something to be said for being understanding what's going on. And um, I would say that, so I know we don't always use the word crazy, but Percy Jackson probably has times where he feels that sense of like, I must be crazy. Um, And I'm using that term very purposely here because sometimes just like some of the things that are happening to him that don't make sense. And all this stuff is like coming all together. Um, And Things could have made more sense to him. Would it have, would it have removed these issues from his life? No, but he would have handled them maybe better. And probably. He would, and he would be a little bit more trustworthy because so many people around him are just lying to him. Because when the mom is like, oh yeah, I rented this beach place every year because this is where I met your father. And when she didn't immediately go into like more detail on that, it's like, okay, who was my dad? Was he one of the bank robbers from Point Break that surfed on the side? Like, you're not telling me anything. And, like, and, what's happening right now? <laughs> and so, yeah, that is a good point. So so here is this person who, what I find most interesting about him, and, and they kind of later explain that his father didn't want him to know so that he wouldn't have some of the personality struggles shall we say of of many gods and demigods and and just 
you know, when you have that much power, I think he didn't want a Homelander on his hands. <laughs> so, and here's, and here's what's funny. They did not go into, I don't think they went into this in the first season. It's something they talk about, I think, in the books more. But basically, the the big three, so Poseidon, Hades, and mm. Zeus, all basically made a pact, like, no more having kids. Yeah. No more having kids. It's too risky when the big three have a kid. Zeus and Poseidon break the rules. The mm. only one who doesn't is Hades. Man, Hades getting a bad rap. He gets a bad rap. He's stuff. the best in this. Yeah, he's <laughs> he really all of is. The rules, he's damn the health. He's the healthiest of all of them by far. I would be Hades in this situation because be like, man, we made a pact. Yeah. Also, so I followed the rules. Way too I'm much. Screwed. Way too much family drama. I'm gonna stay over here. It's great yeah. here. <laughs> like I love, I do love, uh, I do love Hades in uh, in this series because you're right. He does normally get uh, a bad rap because it, I'm not gonna lie. Because death yeah. is scary, so yeah. we, you know, we, and yeah. plus normally when you think Hades, you think about like hell and the devil and James Woods. Mm. And, or you think of so, the like, three headed dog thing. Oh yeah, it's Cerberus. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just it's one of those things you just. It, he's naturally, it's like, oh, yikes, yeah. Hades, oh no. But it's different here. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's. Here's the what I find so interesting about Percy is he goes from one extreme to the other very quickly. So he goes from being an outcast, from being someone who's trying to constantly be invisible and hide his reactions and not be noticed. And whenever you are noticed, it's a really bad thing. And essentially seeing himself as as not being good at pretty much anything. Um, and also, he, he sees his mom as very loving, but also being limited in how she can help him. And he has this one friend, right? He's very limited in, in the people he has. He was abandoned mm -hmm. by his dad from the get-go. Slingshot in a day or less. And he finds out, okay, I'm a demigod. Here I am with all these other demigods. Once again, he's not claimed, but eventually he finds out he's one of the, the like big threes kids. Yeah. Um, and he's a rarity. And then he has these water powers. And, and so he just slingshots all the way to the other end of things where all of a sudden he is wanted and, and desired and sought after in good and bad ways, granted, um, very powerful, being able to do things that uh, most everyone else can't do, going on a quest, all this different stuff. It's a very yeah. interesting, it's a very interesting shift that's happening very suddenly for him. And, and the, what's nice is you get to see these very warm, caring human things mm -hmm. about him that, he was able to develop even though he he went through a lot of really tough stuff as a kid. And it seems like he was able to develop it because of the tough stuff that he went through. Yeah. And yeah. so when he does get thrust into this situation where everything is like about honor and glory, he's like, mm -hmm. I literally don't care about any of that. <laughs> I just want my mom back. You're half goat. Yep. I know this chick doesn't like me, but she's clearly super smart. I'm just trying to survive. 
I really do not care about honor or glory or this circle of people. And I guess I'm at a family camp because we're all technically related since it's the Greek gods. I know. And it's like, (laughs) so we're just supposed to play games to look cool. And why do we have swords? Why are we children with weapons? I want to know. It's, it's really funny because younger, young adult and like teen books Mm. are all about child soldiers right like you have the hunger games and harry potter and percy jackson like there's so many of them where it's like oh wow these okay these kids just fighting wars that's cool this is fun this is great i mean and it's it but it's always been a thing i mean power rangers they were high schoolers you know (laughs) like it's uh yeah it just it, it goes it goes on and on and so here's just another thing and Disney did such a good job glossing over it because they're fighting with real spears and real swords and real bow and, and they're arrows. Told not to maim each other. And I'm like, okay, none of these are Nerf weapons. No, it's it's not like LARPing. It's it's real, <laughs> and they're wearing t-shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And they're trying to, like, prove their honor, but don't maim anyone. And, of course, the yeah. one chick immediately is like, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're pl- yeah. And and the teachers are just kind of sitting back. Like, one teacher is, like, frantically trying to get his hands on alcohol, uh, eh, which yeah. I do. Jason Manzoukas, I absolutely love him. He was perfectly cast as Dionysus. And- oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes. When I Every time I hear his voice, I'm like, oh! I know who this is. Oh yeah, Yay! absolutely. Yeah, because he voices uh <laughs> he voices one of the people in um Invincible. Uh yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so, yeah. yeah. I'm always so happy when I hear his voice. Yes, and, absolutely. And that's, it's 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 always the voice mm-hmm. that like it, it seems to lead his character and like everything. Yeah, I love him. But I going, agree that Dionysus perfect guess. But going on to him, Percy just does not have anyone he can fully trust but he's still very trusting he's still very Mm. trusting because like as soon as he gets to the camp he's like i'm looking for my dad dionysus immediately it's like i'm your dad just go get me some wine oh my god that was so (laughs) and and kyra comes up and he was like this guy's definitely not your dad we don't know who (laughs) your dad is but we know it's not him and percy's (laughs) like uh oh okay Okay, and then now he's sitting at a lunch table, and they're like, "Okay, whatever you don't eat, we uh, we we burn it to honor the gods." And it's like, what? Wh- it's a what very is happening weird right shift now. That, and and two, I, I think that's a really great, um, a really great example too. So he not only has this huge shift in terms of adapting to, okay, who am I? And and you even see like he. He needs help in being able to see himself as being capable even once he knows, oh, I'm a I'm a demigod. So for a lot of people that might be like, okay, where where's my skill set? Ooh. But for him, he it takes some convincing. He's he's kind of got to fumble into figuring out, wow, okay, so I I can I can do this and I'm yeah. good at these things. But then there's also this huge culture shift. It's like he's going to a different country. Yes. I mean, there's, yeah, your your parents, the 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 interesting dynamic 
with the godparents that everyone else just takes for granted. He's like, this is really strange, y'all. Yeah. I mean, it's very separate and how you communicate is different. You've got to essentially send smoke signals and then hopefully they'll listen to you. And um, yeah, it's, it's a whole different way of life that he's introduced. And his father specifically did not want him to be in that for as long as possible. Interestingly, Poseidon wanted him to have a human existence for as long as he could, even yeah. though it actually amped up the risk factor for this it, it, kid. Right. It was so worse. High. It was worse. Yeah. And that is something that happens all the time when you keep secrets from people and it ends up yeah. being worse in the long run because suddenly he's thrust into a borderline cult from the outside looking in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could have been born into it, though. That's not necessarily great either. Don't worry, Percy. It'll get better tomorrow. You'll get to choose two people. One you just was your best friend and you just found out he's half goat. The other one just pushed you into the water to see if it proved a point. And the three of you are going to travel to L.A. together because, of course, that's where the gates of hell are. And oh, yeah. It's like, you know, oh, I mean, and like, we're gone, and we're off. Oh, yeah. I mean, the gates of hell, um, you know, hell mouths, uh, yeah, all that stuff. California, L.A., it's, gotta, LA. it's always yeah. got to be at the center. Yeah, Lucifer. Luc Lucifer is in L.A. Yep. Oh, yeah. Takes place all, there. Takes all place that there. good stuff, yeah. And so, yeah, he's really, really good at rolling with the punches, but also, and we've seen it with heroes before, he's locked in on tunnel vision because he's like, Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the war. I don't really care about the bolt. I want to get my mom back. It takes him an, a, a, until he, he's got to see that there's more than the main um, adventure that he's supposedly on. And he starts mm -hmm. seeing, wait a minute, this isn't all making sense. And then he starts realizing this is, this is much bigger than people just, beating on their chest to see, you know, who's the biggest baddie. There's something bigger happening. And then he, he, as he goes, he does have that, you know, becoming a hero thing going on for him. Cause yeah, he does start very focused on it's about my mom mm -hmm. and it's about getting her back. And um, you guys are doing your thing, whatever. I'll do what I need to do to get there. And he happens to be saving people along the way. Cause he's a good, good person. Right. Right. But yeah, as he goes, he starts getting more of a picture of, okay, yeah, they're playing a game with each other, but it has real repercussions for the rest for the world. Right. I I have to do more than pay than focus on my mom. Yes. And I, I will say this before we go. I before we go on, one thing that I noticed as a teacher that I did not like, not only as a teacher, but as a camp counselor from the past, I spent 12 years as a camp counselor. I forgot about that. Yeah. If there are kids that habitually and basically and literally in their blood that they want to fight, like Aries yeah. kids, yep. you don't, you do something about that. You, yeah. They're clearly <laughs> aggressive. They clearly exhibit different behaviors than the other kids because in in this world you end up not only exhibiting characteristics of your parents you also act like them and and mm. aries kids tend to kind of be 
bullies a little bit and they yeah. do away with it later on. But for the sake of needing a bully in this first mm-hmm. season, Clarice is clearly yeah. a bully. She openly threatens him. She, she and and it's one of those things like, okay, why are there no teachers around? And it's something that unfortunately does actually happen. There's so mm-hmm. many times where teachers are not around when they need to be or they're not paying attention and schools are horribly understaffed but yeah. i just it always just bothers me whenever there's a camp counselor or a teacher that just is not paying attention to something blatantly happening yeah, yeah. in the open yeah it's kind of your i guess it's so my my thing is they always show therapists having sex with their clients which is terrible right and so for camp counselors and teachers, I guess it's like, you're totally oblivious and you let all sorts of terrible stuff. Right. Happen. How many times? Yeah. yeah. How many times have we seen in a movie or TV show, a kid will be stuck in a locker, just beating the locker. And it's always oh, yeah. another student that comes and get them, gets them out. It's never once a teacher that's mm. like, Hey, who did this to you? Yeah. Well, and that, that's a, that, I mean, that happened for him both in the human world. Right. So when the teachers did react or when the principal or other people did react, it was actually to punish him for a response to yeah. the treatment he was getting. Or there were times, too, where it was potentially like other factors going on for him where treatment would actually be the appropriate response. Yeah. Um, rather than expelling or secluding from other people. or Right. Yeah. Um, so they have that. So he, so he essentially has them acting, but in not a helpful way in the human world. And then he goes to his demigod camp and then they, yeah, it's kind of a. See you on hands, the battlefield. Yeah. Hands <laughs> off. But only yeah. after we've handed you weapons, kind of like weird situation. Yeah. Yeah, it, but, it's yeah, it's definitely like it. It definitely seems to be encouraging the personification of their godly parents. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's 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 very it's very hands off and uh, and it doesn't it just doesn't seem like uh, honestly I would if it were me and I had to set up a demigod camp mm. depending on who the kids' parents were, I might have several different camps. I might have several, several different camps and, and you would have interactions where they all could interact with each other. But these are kids that are figuring out their emotions that are figuring out their lives. They need some time to just figure themselves out. Oh, sure. 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 Yeah. yeah. They need some time to figure themselves out. And I think it would be better if they figured it out with the same, basically their brothers and sisters, and then gravitate them towards interacting with mm, everyone else. Maybe. No? So I think that could end you up in a worse spot. Okay. Because I, whenever I think about these sorts of things, I think back to this experiment they did at, at a kid's camp. Okay. Um, where... Um, they essentially randomly split them into, I think like the red and the blue camps and they pitted them against each other. No, granted you're talking about like, let's not, 
fight or anything. Let's figure out our stuff. And then we come together. But they essentially like pitted them against each other in a bunch of games and stuff. Things became vehement. They hated each other. And the way they got them getting along was, I think they essentially broke things around the camp and they had to get together um, and cooperate together to get things working again. So, okay. you know, the plumbing or no. cooking or whatever. And so I, I totally agree with you that, you know, just throwing people into all these, you know, prove yourself kinds of things isn't really helpful. Um, but I also wonder if you split them, if you split them even more because they're so divided already, like, does that help? Or from the get go, would it help to kind of mix them with other houses? Now that, so that would, they... I would, that would also be kind of, would be probably yeah. better. Like, Oh, because right now it's, there's 12 cabins. Well, they end up saying that there's more because there's some of the lower gods that also uh, okay. father kids. So there's uh, and and have yeah have kids, but uh, there are at least twelve major cabins. Percy's just in a cabin by himself. He I just know, has how this. How was that? It, all right, as an only child, I was <laughs> like, "Yo, that's what's up." <laughs> I was super camp. excited, and I it was water is... themed. He basically had a beach house all to himself. <laughs> okay, I hear you, but also it's like supposed to be camp, camp themed, and then you go all by yourself. You don't get to have a slumber party with any of your friends. I don't yeah. know. I thought it was a little sad, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. He could invite people over, right? It's not like Dracula where you can't enter unless. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I think that what could have helped was actually what he so the the unclaimed in some ways had an advantage. So I forget whose house they went into. I think it was was it Hermes? Yes, I think it was Hermes yeah. who had taken the unclaimed. So Hermes' house seemed to have you know some you no. Know, I mean, granted, obviously, like later on, you find out things aren't so great in that house, right. but it's a house that, that seems to get along well with others. And now part mm -hmm. of that, part of that might be self-selection, right? So Hermes was the one that opened himself up to the unclaimed children. So they might have personality traits in common with just being accepting, but then also in taking in the unclaimed, you are in fact essentially doing what we were talking about, right? You're, you're getting a blend of the different kids and that's going to help you be more aware and, and appreciative of differences that might come from like different gods right? versus getting really honed into, into your specific parent. And then who knows how much competition is going on between you and your siblings. Right. Because one thing I was going to ask you with that study where they split the two kids mm. into groups, did they compete against each other in things? Like, what is it yeah. that made yeah. the hostility? Okay. Yeah. So they were competing. And exactly. They had them doing all sorts of like different games and whatnot. And so, I mean, really what they're doing at this camp is they really are hyping up that separation based on your house. Right. So it... And I mean, they, I guess they combined at certain points where they like combined houses to do like some of the larger games and whatnot. And they were all like mixing together at different times. But there was a there's a very competitive nature that granted is realistic for this whole demigod kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, if you're if you're trying to not have another war on Earth that happens due to gods <laughs> and demigods, maybe not the best route. I have several Percy, questions about this camp. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, like Percy, he's he's an enigma. He's completely different. He gets plopped in the middle, and it it stirs everything up and helps prevent world war three. At least that's kind of how they talk about it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm on board with him. I think, I mean, this kid learned really fast. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dang. And he, like I said, if he had, if there's, if his top superpower is rolling with the punches because they're like, all right, mm-hmm. you have to go talk to the Oracle or the, the seers. And it's like, okay. And the Oracle took the form of my emotionally abusive stepfather. That's thanks. That's great. That yep. That's exactly what I need right now. I'm just gonna roll with it. Right. I'm just gonna roll with it. Okay. Now I'm being attacked by my teacher, who turned out to be Mm -hmm. uh, a a winged minion of Hades. All right. Just gonna keep rolling with it. All right. Now a lady uh, on the train has a giant tiger animal that's chasing me, and also poisonous and breathes fire. Just gonna keep rolling with the punches. Okay, I can breathe underwater. That doesn't help me with the fire breathing thing, but okay. Okay, that's cool. All right. No, I- now hold on. You can spend as much time under that water as you need <laughs> while it breathes that. fire. And theoretically, unless that magic fire can just pierce through water. Okay, did you, you did you pick up on every time Percy was in water was a straight up mindfulness moment? Did you catch like, <laughs> like every time he was underwater? It's like, all right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my composure here. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna get my composure underwater, and it's like, oh, good. He's a, and it's funny because it worked out well that it was Poseidon's. It was Poseidon's kid. Even yeah. Zeus's kid. Does he have to catch a plane every time he wants peace? Like it. It was <laughs> like it was one of those things. It's like, what does this, what does this mean? But like he just, he's just rolling with the punches and just mm-hmm. taking things. He takes things in stride so yeah. well, and it doesn't seem like. I, I applauded the fact that he didn't really have this wild breaking point where he just mm. gets like he he gets upset but he's still just like okay we're gonna figure this we we, we gotta figure this out we we gotta yeah. figure this out he's he's a great kid he's a great kid he is yeah. um and i also like how he contrasts with uh with annabeth because annabeth is mm really locked in on the for glory for honor athena's my mom and her being around him even though she's supposed to easily be like the smartest one and she is such Mm -hmm. a brilliant character but her being around him makes her see the big picture and at the same time him being around her helps him see the big picture like yes you want to get your mom back but also do you realize what a war with the gods will do? The last time the gods went to war was world war two. So we can't have that. I agree with, I agree with what you're talking about and how he needed this side character and she needed him as well to kind of Mm -hmm. balance each other out. And, and interestingly, so as I was watching, I said, okay, so did you 
try to just rewrite Harry Potter. And so I looked it up because <laughs> I was like, okay, what came first? Because I know these were books and uh, I was like, this is feeling very Harry Potter right now. I was, I was like, yeah, it does. Just, it's like, okay, you've got the like super smart chick who should be the main character, but isn't because she's a girl. Um, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Hermione really is the best. Hermione's the best. She, she really is. is the best. She is the hero of the story, but it's called Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, you've got the Harry Potter kid treated terribly, um, always weird and different. Didn't mm-hmm. know why. Poof. All of a sudden, here you go. Um, so I looked it up and the author was essentially talking about like, no, I didn't copy. I mean, of course they're going to say no, but uh, no, I didn't copy it. And was kind of talking about like, you know, I actually took the, now this is a great point. You know, I took it from these stories that have been around for, you know, a really long time. And then was talking about how having the, you know, the really smart side character and, you know, varying the sex of the characters and all that stuff is, is very common. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think there's a really good point to um, th- this piece of we require other people and confidants and, you know, they first had a little bit of an adversarial thing, but, mm-hmm. and he brought her along because, okay, someone I call a friend is going to break my trust. So let me take someone that I do not see in that way. Which, um, kudos! Smart. Right? Smart. Like, I'm just like this guy. Smarter than this Harry guy. Potter. Oh, way better. Okay. So, first <laughs> things, first things first. If I had to pick a series like between mm. Percy Jackson, Harry Potter, I'm going to pick Percy Jackson every time. Uh, and also, Rick Riordan is so, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, when comparing Harry Potter to Percy Jackson, Percy uh, Jackson is so much more progressive. It, okay, okay. Yes, it really is. In the books later on, there are uh, trans characters there. And oh, also, okay. he does other book series that deal with like Native American gods and Egyptian gods. And nice. instead yeah. of writing them, he actually got people from that culture to write oh to write the books. And so like he and he's 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 great. OK. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm t- I'm team Percy Jackson. Yeah, he's great. You, you you won me over. I mean, it's still you know the the kick-ass female character isn't the yeah. main character, but you know I I can let and that they go. They changed I, that in the books. She was white, and in the TV show, uh, yeah, they they changed it. They did they uh they changed it. Which I mean, it's Greek Greek gods. If you can't you can't get weird about about that. Like you can. It's oh about switching. Yeah, yeah. I that's my thing too. Like, you know, you get to s- look, race is a social construct. Yes. And we have made that social construct into something very real. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I actually uh you and I have a a friend in common who is Greek and I remember she had a conversation with um uh this group of girls who were black and I think she was dancing or so, I don't remember. Um, uh, and essentially they were like, you're close enough. (laughs) (laughs) You can come to the cookout. (laughs) Yeah. She was like dancing or I don't know, something about, you know, she's got a nice, like, you know, round badonk and, and like, (laughs) they said something about the white girl and she was like, oh, I'm Greek. And they were like, oh, that's close enough. You know, like, 
construct. I'm I'm totally yeah. with you. Um, yeah, and, so, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, okay, okay. I'm I'm Team Percy Jackson. Then all yeah, right, I'm it's, with you. It's a great and, series, and yeah. there's there's way more books too. Like yeah, there's all right, all right. yeah. Um, Maybe I'll read it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Just, I, I think, you know, I th- I'm pretty sure the TV show's already been renewed for a second season. So, you yeah, know what? Here's the thing about the show. I'm going to be honest. Um, I felt a little old to be watching it. I see what you mean. It I see what felt, you mean. I, I knew I wasn't the demographic they were going for. Right. And that doesn't always bother me. There are just certain, I don't know, there was a certain vibe about it that I don't always get when I'm reading young adult books Mm -hmm. but sometimes you do i don't you know the books might feel different and then um the ending of it just felt like and the end like my friend betrayed me the end and And there were certain things like that and other shifts and and character things that just i was like "Eh." and i will say it's one long story so like that first like it, it the way that it wraps is exactly how it begins in the next book. It's like, yep, Luke did what he did, and this is bad, and it looks like the gods are going to go to war, and we're in book two. And Okay. Yeah, and so it is one long, progressing story. It's not, yeah. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, I mean, like, I I enjoyed watching it. I just, there were definitely times where I felt, I, I could definitely feel that I was not the main demographic, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I did find it interesting and going back to what you were talking about with, um, Percy and what's the, what's the chick's name again? Annabeth. Annabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I loved how they played off of each other and Grover too. And, and that's the thing I think that is, is something in common, um, with a lot of really great character development, particularly, in in books that that I feel like shift really well to TV and movies is mm-hmm. it's not about just the character it's about the character and the people around them and and in particular having these like close ties and connections where they all impact each other and and grow and for better and for worse mm-hmm. um but you you just get to see the humanness in and the growth in in how they how they connect with each other and and move through things together so i i definitely liked that a lot another thing that i do like is because it's dealing with the greek pantheon Mm. the characters whether it's the the gods themselves or their children have certain traits that certainly exist in the real world Mm. and it's like okay how am i gonna bounce off of all this aggressiveness how am i going to bounce mm. off all of this overthinking and overanalyzing situations how am i going to bounce off all of this running away like you and it's mm-hmm. it's it's really cool how it's like oh they're this god is this and this is their story and this is why they are the way they are and it's it's like wow like if uh, it's very clear early on that all of the greek pantheon could use therapy right um <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well and that's i i think that's the funny thing too is um okay i mean so so we we think of a, a mythos mm-hmm. with but this was a religion and yes. 
it's it's actually really funny to think of this as this religion versus say christianity which um you know here in the united states is is one that we're most familiar with um and so here are these deities that are very human Mm -hmm. versus in christianity first off you know you have the the one Mm -hmm. um in that specific religion but it's all about perfection right uh and so it, it's very interesting. And I actually honestly kind of love uh, how, yeah, all these deities are, you know, they just like anyone else yeah. with great, you know, with these really great strengths and powers mm-hmm. come some really fallible uh, weaknesses. Yes. Yes. It's very, very interesting. And, and Percy has to, I mean, he was learning one thing to his mom's credit is, Granted, it was make-believe stuff, but she was prepping him this whole time. She with was. knowledge about everything and making sure he understood um, the mythos behind all this stuff. Um, but how strange to then have these things become a reality. And then, yeah, he's got to strategize, essentially, this whole time. She kind of prepped him. It's uh, still yeah. a whole lot. Like, if, like... I grew up hearing the story of the three bears, right? Mm-hmm. And if I finally grew up and someone was like, hey, by the way, Keaton, bears actually do sometimes live in houses and make soup. It's not going to affect me the way that <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I would be intrigued and definitely raise an eyebrow, but I'm like, okay, so I'm just not going to trespass. Like, I'll, I can deal. Mm. I can deal. I don't like camping anyway. Like, it'll be fine. But all of that being true, and also not only that, guess what? You're a main character. Yeah. That's, that's a, (laughs) and actually, I think that's a really great way of summarizing that whole shift for him is he went from, I mean, I guess in some ways he was a, a, a hesitant main character. I mean, yeah he would pull focus, but really, I mean, he was trying to be a background character Yeah, and, and he was not the main character of his story in that he wasn't getting hit. He wasn't being treated fairly. Um, other people, other people and what they wanted and what they cared about was being put first constantly. And then all of a sudden he's plopped square in the middle, right in the middle of it. Hey, Percy, by the way, there's a war starting because everyone thinks that you stole Zeus's lightning bolt for your dad that you've never met. Also, your mom's in hell. Lunchtime. There you go. (laughs) It's it's rough, but like he just he rolls with the punches so well. He does. He even he even takes not being good at things very well too. He's just like warning everybody, like I don't know how this is gonna go. You might want to move. Like yeah. I wouldn't recommend being close by. Yeah. You're right. He does. He's, he's pretty easygoing about things and, um, lets it roll off his back like Mm -hmm. a wave. There you go. His like, maybe it's the water thing for him. Um, I mean, there are a lot of ways to react to what happened for him growing up, but it does. It always helps when no matter how much chaos there is, if you have constants, Yes. If you like his mom is a constant. Now they're not always getting along. They're not always on the same page. There's some really tough stuff they have to to deal with. And we don't necessarily agree with all the choices she made. Right. And 
He always knew that she loved him. Yes. And he always knew she was on his side and they were a constant for each other. And then he also yes. had Grover who granted was, you know, lying to him, but yeah. he also had and Grover 24 and... years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> a little strange. It's a little, it's I, yeah, a little that, strange, but it but is what it is. is. How old is that in goat years? You know, like I, they, I don't know. They really, I'm, <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know what? Let's yeah. Let's not think about that. Let's one not think hard. about that one too much. We won't, we won't. But I will say like, I do love when you see parents portrayed as being loving parents, despite having some flaws, because so many yeah. times, so many times in, in media, Parents will be either portrayed as the best parent ever, mm. like the Waynes, mm, or yeah. just horrible parents. And there's never it it I feel like we're finally getting to this moment now where it's like, look, human parents. Mm-hmm. They're they love their children. They want to do everything they can to to help their children. But they are not perfect. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Because you're doing, you really are doing the best you can because you have this kid because she's in a bad spot too. Right? She's She's in a bad spot too. And one thing I remember when I had our first kid, I can't remember who told me this, but it was one of those things that really stuck out. They said, you got to understand, you're watching them grow up. And they're watching you grow up at the exact same time, mm. um, b- because parent being a parent is just on a it's it's just it's something that's on another level, and you're scared and you're worried and you're just doing the very best you can. And so even though I'm like, why didn't she tell him? I'm like, man, if I was in the same situation, I don't know what the hell I would do. I don't know how to tell you a thing as your mom. Like what? Like I don't. <laughs> like, I know. And then yeah. also, don't forget. That a literal god, one of the most powerful three, yeah, said, "Don't tell him." Right, and he did. He wasn't menacing about it. Right, but come on, she's she's like an ant. Right, him. every <laughs> time a hurricane happens, it's like that's you, right? <laughs> Great point. That's you, like right? Flood, hurricane, yeah. Like that tsunami Bobby. was that was that mm-hmm. that was. So were you just did you just get bad service there? Like what? What the hell? You know? That little temper tantrum. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give the mom a pass. <laughs> Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com our Bat Therapy YouTube channel and follow us on social media and don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.